What is the TSP? Let's cash in. Finance for the everyday millennial. Hard charging solutions. We provide an accelerant in the journey towards financial independence. Welcome back to Cash In With Cash In, the financial forum for young professionals. Today, we continue our series on military money as we turn our attention to the Thrift Savings Plan, or TSP. TSP is an important component of the blended retirement system. And in this video, we're going to learn what it is and how you can use your TSP to grow your retirement savings. We've got a lot to cover, so let's dive right in. The TSP is what's known as a defined contribution plan. This means that the amount of money you'll have available at the end of your career will be determined by how much money you and your employer contribute to the account during your time in service, plus however much your earnings grow over your working life. It's important to know that you have total ownership of your TSP account. If you separate from the service before you hit the 20 year mark, you will lose the chance to earn a military retirement, but the money in your TSP is yours to do with as you wish. You can leave it invested in the TSP, and while you will not be able to add any more money to your account, your balance will grow as your investments appreciate. You can also roll over your TSP into a personal IRA or even into another employer's 401k plan when you leave the service. You won't be subject to any kind of taxation or penalty if you follow IRS rules for rolling over your TSP into a different type of retirement account. Here's how the TSP works. Military members who joined after January 1st of 2018 are automatically enrolled in a TSP as a part of their blended retirement program. 60 days after you enter service, the Department of Defense will begin contributing 1% of your basic pay into your thrift savings plan. You don't have to contribute anything in order to receive this 1%. However, when you add your own money into your TSP, the government will match your contribution dollar for dollar up to a maximum of 5% of your basic pay. The matching contributions help to amplify the amount of money you save. So over time, those few extra percentage points can mean big money in your pocket. Now, what if you want to go all in on retirement savings? You say, go for it. Most financial professionals today recommend that you put away at least 10, but preferably 15% of your annual income if you want to have a comfortable retirement. And 10 or 15% can be a huge bite, especially if you're just starting out or if you're living in a high cost area. But this is where you see the beauty of matching contributions. If you can put 5% of your base pay into your TSP, then the government's 1% base contribution plus 4% matching contribution will bring you up to 10%. What other investment option can you think of that guarantees you a 100% return just for participating? I don't know of any, so if you do, please be sure to leave a comment because inquiring minds are dying to know. Once you have your TSP up and running, the next step is to optimize your retirement growth and set yourself up for success. When you begin making TSP contributions, you'll have the option of funding it as either a traditional retirement account or a Roth account. 
Pre-tax contributions come out of your current income, so the dollars you put into your TSP up to a certain limit will lower the amount of taxable income you have today. For example, if you put $3,000 into your TSP this year before tax, your W-2 will reflect your earnings as $3,000 less than you actually made. While this may seem like a good deal for you today, it could cost you a lot down the road. Here's how. If you're in the early years of your career, you're probably nowhere near your peak earnings. As your income levels rise, the marginal rate of income tax you pay also rises. When you save and plan well enough to have a comfortable retirement income, you'll actually end up paying more in income taxes down the road when you start taking withdrawals from your TSP than you would if you had paid the money today. The way to avoid paying excessive taxes later in life is to fund your TSP with post-tax contributions. This is called a Roth TSP. With a Roth account, you don't get any kind of tax break up front, but as your savings appreciate in the years and decades ahead, every dollar you earn is tax-free because you already paid the tax on the money up front. And the retirement withdrawals you make, every penny of it is tax-free. That means no future taxes ever. I'm a big fan of Roth accounts, so I'm just going to pause for a minute to let that sentence sink in. 12 seconds later. If you want to learn more about the difference between traditional and Roth retirement accounts, click the link you see on your screen now and take a couple of minutes to watch our video on individual retirement accounts. Come on back now and let's look at how you can help your TSP money grow. The investment options available to TSP participants currently include five core index funds and a number of life cycle funds. Here's what that means. An index fund is a type of mutual fund that tracks the performance of a specific market benchmark or index like the Dow Jones or S&P 500. It is made up of an array of investment options, including stocks and bonds. A life cycle fund makes investment allocations based on a target retirement date. If the life cycle target date is far off, the fund will include a larger percentage of stocks or mutual funds. And as the target date approaches, the fund will trade risky investments like stocks for more stable investments like bonds or government treasuries. There are pros and cons to both investment options, so it makes sense to learn as much as you can about both index funds and lifecycle funds. Let's take a closer look at each, starting with index funds. The five index funds available to TSP participants include the Government Securities Investment Fund, or the G Fund. This fund is a good choice for investors who want to preserve their capital or who are highly risk averse. The G Fund seeks to generate returns higher than what you would get from short-term U.S. Treasury securities. If you invest in the G Fund, you shouldn't expect to see large returns on your investment. Over the last 10 years, G Fund investors have seen an average return on their investment of just under 2%. While this isn't a great option for growing your money, the low cost and low risk of this fund make it a great option to consider if your main goal is to hold on to the cash you have. Of course, if your plan is to hold on to your cash rather than grow your money, you run the risk of having your savings eroded by inflation. 
For ideas on how to protect your savings from inflation, click the link you see on your screen right now and take a look at my video on inflation and savings. Another investment option for investors who are looking to minimize risk is the Fixed Income Index Fund, or F Fund. The F Fund matches the Bloomberg Barclays U.S. Aggregate Bond Index. While bonds are not quite as low risk as government-backed securities, they are still considered less risky than stocks or some other types of assets. This makes the F Fund a good choice for investors who have a low risk tolerance. The F Fund has also yielded fairly low returns, averaging 1.98% over the last 10 years. Again, this is not the fund that will necessarily help you grow your savings, but it may be a good option for someone at or near retirement right now who is looking to minimize their chances of financial loss. The next three funds have track records of strong performance but investors need to be willing to accept a higher level of risk in return for those financial rewards. The Common Stock Index Fund, or C-Fund, matches the performance of the Standard & Poor's 500 Index. Now, I'm recording this video in mid-2022, so if you've been following the stock market at all, you know that everything is down. The year-to-date return on the C-Fund is negative, so, you know, just make sure you are aware of when we are recording this video. But if you look at how the C fund has performed over the long run, you might be impressed because the average return over the last 10 years has been just under 14%. And that's not just a fluke. Zoom out a bit more and you'll see that the C fund has delivered an average of 11% since it began over 30 years ago. If you have some tolerance for risk and you're willing to invest for the long run, a C fund could be a good choice. The S fund invests in small cap stocks to match the performance of the Dow Jones total stock market index. Small cap refers to companies with market capitalizations of anywhere from 300 million to $2 billion. Historically speaking, small cap stocks have outperformed large cap stocks, but this market segment also carries higher risk and volatility. Over the past 10 years, S fund returns have averaged over 11% per year. As of mid-2022, S fund returns are in negative territory. While the stock market has shown that it can recover even the steepest losses over time, S fund investors need to be willing to settle in for the bumpy ride before the market recovers again. The last TSP index fund option is the I fund an international stock index fund that matches performance of the stock markets in Europe, Australia, and the Far East. International investments can yield very strong results, but their performance can be influenced by a number of economic and political factors, which makes them one of the riskiest investment options. I-funds are often best suited for investors who have a very high risk tolerance along with a long time frame for investing. The 10-year return on the I-funds is just over 6%. Let's end with a look at the Lifecycle Fund or L-Fund. Options available to you include TSP Lifecycle Funds, which consist of diversified mixes of five core mutual funds, each fund balances the risk and rewards of the different investment types to achieve the best expected return for the time frame of the fund. 
If your target retirement date is 20 or 30 years out, your money has a lot of time to grow before you need it to live on. And even if the market goes through a downturn, as it is in 2022, you have ample time to recover and regrow your savings. To make the most of your investment time frame, a fund like the Lifecycle 2025 will include a much larger percentage of riskier investments, such as the S fund or I funds, because history has shown that these investments are likely to appreciate quite a bit over time. On the other hand, Lifecycle 2030 will seek out lower to moderate risk investments to help people closer to retirement preserve their assets during this last phase of their working life. If you've never thought about investing before, or you would like some guidance on how to get started, check out Rhino Invest's financial education offerings. Our entrepreneurial personal finance course can help you set up a personalized investment strategy so that you can save and spend wisely. You can also learn the ins and outs of the stock market in our Secure Your Securities course. And keep watching for more details on how to make the most of your TSP benefit. Until next time, this is Cashin reminding you that it is always a good time to cash in with Cashin.